Hey everybody, you're listening to the Legacy Church Podcast. Legacy Church is a multi-generational church that exists to worship God, become like Jesus, and bring hope to our community. Today, we're sharing a message from our current series. We believe that the Word of God is powerful and has real-life application to our lives today. We hope that this message encourages you. Get connected and learn more about us by visiting our website at lgcy.church. Hey, Legacy Church, Pastor Matt here. I just want to say Happy New Year from Pastor Rach and myself and our family. We want to wish you a Happy New Year. Here we are, January 1st, 2023. Can you believe it? I didn't think 2022 would ever end, but here we are stepping in to a new year. And I'm so excited today. I know that we're not meeting in person, but I'm so excited today to come and start our vision series that we'll be talking about for the next two weeks after this. And so this is kind of a three-part mini-series of sorts, but I'm so excited to dive in because every year, starting today and for the next couple of weeks, uh, we'll be unpacking the vision for what God has given us for our church for 2023. And every year we gather around, as a church, we gather around a word that God gives us for his house, for this house, for Legacy Church. And so God gives us something to stand on. He is, uh, in essence, he's prophesying over us and this house for this year. And when God says it's for this house, God is saying it's also supposed to be reflected in your house. And so when we talk about vision, we must not confuse it with sight. See, we all have sight or most of us have sight. And sight is what you can see with your eyes open, but vision is what you can see with your eyes closed. And I believe there are things that God wants to show you this year, but nothing around you seems to be looking like it currently. I believe we need to make sure that as we walk into 2023, that we get our vision right. See, in order to get our vision right, we must understand the importance that vision has, not only in our lives, but that it has in our church. And so because vision is so important, I believe that the enemy comes and he tries to devalue the vision that God has given us. He tries to get us to doubt the vision that God has placed inside of us. And I've realized that every year it is important to come back to God and ask God, what do you have for me? What do you have uh, for the vision? of my life, for the vision of my family, for the vision of my marriage this year. Uh, And so we do this every year where we go and enter into a season of prayer and fasting. And we do uh, one week of prayer and fasting, uh, the beginning of every quarter of the year. And so starting January the 8th, next Sunday, everybody say next Sunday, starting January the 8th, we are starting our first week of prayer and fasting. And we as a church, we take one week every quarter to enter into fast. And fasting is essentially, if you don't know what it is, here's a quick crash course. Fasting is essentially giving up the things that we desire, our body desires, to get something that we desire more, which should be more of God. And so our true biblical fast, and I don't want to upset you, but a true biblical fast is fasting food. I'm not talking about 
fast food. We're fasting fast food. In other words, fasting food in our lives because that is what our body desires. But when we take that time that our body desires food and we fill it with spiritual food, with it, which is reading the word, which is praying, which is worshiping and talking to God, that we believe that it'll bring so much more increase and so much more clarity in our lives. And that's why we put so much importance on it in this season. But can I maybe upset the cart for a second? Fasting isn't just getting rid of social media. Sure, that is a great additive. It's great to get rid of food because that's what a true biblical fast is, but it's also good to remove social media. It's good to remote, remove TV, but just removing those things alone aren't really a true biblical fast. See, those things are good on top of it, but it's a true biblical fast is fasting food. See, if you cannot live without it, it is not fasting. See, what we are doing is we are taking our body's desires and we are filling it with his word. We are filling it with prayer, like I said earlier, during these times that we would normally eat. And can I say something to you? If you've never done a fast before, yes, it is hard. Yes, you will push the limits. You will push the boundaries of what you feel like you can take. But can I tell you something? When you get to the end, it is worth it. We see our flesh desires to feed it. We attach, but in these moments, we attach ourselves to God and allow him to push us further into the future. See, if you don't have a vision for your family walking into this new year of 2023, if you don't have a vision for your business and walking into this new year, if you don't have a vision for your marriage in this season, fasting and prayer is a great time to ask God for his direction, to ask God for clarity in this season. Helen Keller, if you know who she was, she was uh, both blind and deaf, and she was an American author. She was a, a disability rights advocate back in the 1800s, and she was also a political activist. She said this. She said, the only thing worse than being blind is having sight but no vision. Come on, that's powerful. The only thing worse than being physically blind is having sight but no vision. See, I believe that we must get a greater understanding of the importance of vision in this year. Again, January 1st, 2023, we need to understand the importance of vision in our lives. So I'm gonna give you uh, four, definitely maybe five things today as we reveal and talk about what God has for our church for 2023. But if you're taking notes, the first one is this, vision is valuable, vision is valuable. See, vision is valuable because the Bible says that without vision, the people perish. We see that in Proverbs 29. It says, without vision, the people perish. Another translation in the message says, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. See, I was thinking about this recently, and if you know my son, who is seven years old, if you know him, he loves sports, and so he got into the movies that I got into growing up, which are the Mighty Ducks and the new Mighty Ducks show, but as I was watching this movie with him, does anybody remember the Mighty Ducks? Am I dating anyone today? Come on, but if you've ever seen the original Mighty Ducks movie, come on, there was a play that they ran called The Flying V. Does anybody remember The Flying V? Come on. 
if you played hockey as a kid, if you grew up watching these movies, we all tried to do the flying V. And it was this obscure play, and I'm gonna, if you've never seen the movie, spoiler alert, it was this obscure play that the coach called that they assembled behind the goal in the form of a V, just like uh, birds tend to do to help one another. And they take, took this obscure play and they ended up helping them win the championship at the end of the movie. So the play of the flying V and what I began to realize and what I began to understand, the play of the flying V was called by the coach who was the visionary. See, the coach was the visionary, but the coach, in order to make this play, which I'm sure he probably drew up on paper, successful, he had to have people to get into the game and bring this thing to life and bring this thing in action on uh, the, the, the rink. So the coach couldn't get on the ice and do it himself, but he saw the bigger picture of how he believed that victory could be won. See, it took people who didn't make the vision to get in the game and do what the visionary saw would bring them to victory. See, I think in 2023, that's what it's supposed to look like for you. That's what it's supposed to look like for me. But I think so often the problem is, is that we think we're the coach. We think we're the coach calling the place. See, you're running the plays, plays that you've made up, uh, that you think are supposed to be successful, and then we get so upset when we don't end up winning in the end, when things seem chaotic, when things seem hard and tired. See, I think that's what God wants us to do at the beginning of this year is to get the play from the visionary, which is him. Get the play from God for this year, for your life, for your family, for your marriage, for your business, that we need to listen to God because vision is valuable. We need to listen to what God has for us in this year. See, Proverbs 29, 18 says, where there is no vision, no vision. It doesn't say where there is no money. It doesn't say where there is no influence. It doesn't say where there is no people. It says where there is no vision, the people perish. See, God can do nothing without vision. God can do nothing without vision. The vision in this verse, the word vision in this verse refers to a divine communication, uh, either from a dream, from a revelation, even from a prophecy. And that's why for so many of us, life happens to us. We don't happen to life. See, in this, maybe the question that we should ask ourselves is, is this the thing that I'm supposed to be doing this year? Is this the business that I'm supposed to be starting this year? Is this the, the path that I have uh, planned for my family this year? Is this the place that I'm supposed to be in? Is it, it's time for us, I believe, in this year of 2023 to get a clear vision from the visionary, from God for ourselves. And then it goes on in talking about the people perish. Where there is no vision, the people perish. That word translated there, perish, uh, can be translated as cast off restraint. Or in the uh, original, it means to loosen or thus to expose or uncover. Other proverbs use the same word to denote ignoring or neglecting instruction. 
See, with this, we understand that without God, people are loose. They are free. They will go their own way and they will live without restraint. So if I were to sum this up, if I were to translate this, it would be this. People stop caring where there is no vision. People stop caring where there is no vision. Before you got married, I'm sure you had a vision for what your relationship was to look like. I'm sure you took the time and you planned the dates and you got the flowers and you got the chocolate and you dressed up better than you maybe normally would. You bought gifts and you took her out and you remembered all the words that he or she said and, and you took care of her. But at some point when you said, I do, the vision stopped and all those things stopped because there was vision before in that moment leading up to it, but you were intentional in those moments. But when you reached the vision, you didn't revision. You didn't go back and say, okay, what does the next year look like for my marriage? What does the next season look like for my family and my marriage? See, I believe that's why uh, the relationships and marriages are falling apart is because there is no vision. Vision is valuable. Number two is this. Vision must be visible. Vision must be vis visible. Habakkuk 2.2. And the Lord answered me, write the vision, make it plain on tablets so that he may run who reads it. Write the vision. I don't know if they intended this when they wrote this years and years and years ago, but today we can write them on tablets. We can write them on our iPads. We can write them on our phones. We can write them on places, but I would encourage you to write them and put them in a place that you can see on a daily basis, whether it means setting a wallpaper that has the vision for what you see and what God has revealed to you for you for this year. Write the vision and make it plain. It's, it, 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 if you can't see it, on paper, if you can't give it to someone on paper to see, it's not a vision. Can you, uh, can you, can your vision be read on the run? Can, it says right here at the end, so that he may run who reads it. Can your vision be read on the run? Can your vision uh, be read? But here's the interesting part about this. The vision is to start you moving in place. Your vision requires you to move in place. Vision must be visible. See, I would challenge you in this year, and I'm challenging myself in this year to keep a journal. And at the beginning of that journal, I'm starting a brand new journal. If you don't journal, I would challenge you, just try it this year. Take that first two pages or that first page and write down vision for 2023. And, and write it down and make it plain, just like the scripture says, write it down and make it plain. Here's the thing about vision. It doesn't have to make sense to anyone else. It doesn't have to make sense. It doesn't have to line up with your bank account. Vision doesn't even have to take into consideration your past. The only thing that it has to be is it has to be written down. All that vision has to do is it has to come from God. You have to hear from God. God, uh, what do you have for me this year? What do you have for my family this year? What do you have for us this year? But all you have to do to make it valid is to write it down. So I would encourage you, if you don't journal, take a, a new notebook, take a new piece of paper, take a new pad, take something, write it on the mirror, whatever God has revealed to you for 2023. Write it on the mirror so that every day when you brush your teeth, every day when you see yourself at your worst, that you see what God has spoken for you for this year. See, some of us are getting visions from God, but it's with an attitude of maybe, if, or, or. Well, maybe, God, what you showed me, or God, if, 
this happens in my life or, or, or but maybe we're getting visions, but with, with the attitude of maybe, if, or, or. Can I give you a picture of this? And I don't know that many people know this, and so I'm going to share a little bit about my life and about my wife. And uh, in 2021, we had just come through, Pastor Rachel and I had just come through selling our house, and we had spent a lot of time, we had spent a lot of money renovating a house for our family that we thought we would spend a lot of time, and we thought that it would be our family home for years to come. And so uh, God challenged us to sell our home. And so we didn't know where we were going to go. We were in the middle of a pandemic, and we had no clue. And so a house opened up for us. It was a lot smaller than the house that we had just sold. And so we had moved into this house, and uh, it was great for what we needed it to be for, but it was a little bit smaller than what we needed to meet with our teams and to go through certain things. And so we were thankful for it, but it just wasn't suitable for what we needed. And so uh, going into the year, last year, almost one year ago now, going into the year, of 2022, I challenged my wife and I said, what is your vision for a house that we need for our family? What Do you have a vision? Do you have it written down? Have you made it plain? Have you write, written it down? I said, what do you want to live in? What do you see our family living in? I told her to make a list of things that she desired for our family, that she desired for our family home. And I said, okay, here's the, she said, here's the list. I said, okay, now let's activate our faith. Let's start booking things that line up with the vision that you have for our family. I said, let's start going and looking at rentals. Let's start going and looking at places that line up, that have all the things that you believe that we're supposed to have as a family, that we're supposed to have as pastors. And she began to book appointments. So we went to one house and it had a lot of the things, but it didn't have all of the things. And we could have settled in that moment. But the thing was, as I told her, and here's the kicker, I told her, I said, don't book things within our budget. I said, just book things that line up with the vision. And so I said, let's activate our faith, start booking appointments, start going to see rentals based on the vision. I said, it doesn't have to align with our budget. But see, sometimes gives, God gives us a vision, but we limit God because we want to fit him into our abilities, into our budget, into our income, into our setting. And so we limit God. So we went to see these two house, the first house, and it wasn't what we were exactly looking for. So we went on to look at the second house and the second house had everything that we needed and we're like oh god this is amazing but this is way beyond our budget we can't afford this and so we got called to go to a dinner with some friends and as we go to this dinner uh, at the end of the dinner after the dinner is over they look at us and they said we want to help you with finding a house and paying for a new house and my wife was just utterly shocked. This was within, I believe, 48 hours or less of when we looked at that second house. That was perfect for us. And they looked at us and they said, we'd love to help you take care of paying for a house for your family. See, the, the house that we currently live in, we cannot afford. God has blessed us. It is a miracle, but it's because we wrote the vision down. We didn't limit God to uh, our limitations, but we said, God, here's what we believe for our family. Here's what we believe for this next year of what we need as senior pastors going into two campuses, going into two churches. God, what you have for us. And he began to open up the door and the house that we live in now is a 
miracle, but it's because we wrote the vision down, we made it plain, and then we began to pursue God. God, it is in your hands. And so vision must be visible. Some of you Uh, Maybe your vision is to get into better shape. Can I tell you something? And this might seem funny to you. Why don't you Photoshop your face on the body that you want in this next season and then paste it somewhere where you can see it because that'll encourage you. That'll challenge you. That'll build you up to encourage you to keep going to the gym. That'll encourage you to change those parts of you that you want to see changed. See, get a vision of what of yourself and what you can see and what you think that you need to be and put it somewhere where you can see it every day. See, it's hard for vision to stick if it's not visible. So we must value vision. Number three is this. Vision must be vast. Vision must be vast. It must be bigger than what you think is possible. That's right. Yes, it must be bigger than what you think is possible. If you can do it without God, it's not a vision. It's a project. Now, some of you, you just need to get more organized because it's within your ability to do. And you just say, hey, I need to put in the time. I need to put in the effort. That's a project. And you say, well, God, I need you in this. No, no, no. You just need to get organized. But if you can do it without God, it's not a vision. It's a project. See, don't allow your circumstances. Don't allow your past. Don't allow your situation to narrow the vast vision that God has given to you. See, I, there, in our cities, there are, there are buildings that I believe that God has shown me, that I believe that should be uh, for us, that are, that are for us. I'm going to rephrase my own self. I believe there are buildings that are for us that I've been believing for for four years. There's not a lot of people I've told what these buildings are, but I believe that there's buildings. They've never been for sale in the history that I've lived in this city for almost 15 years. They've never been for sale, but I believe that God showed me that that is a building that we're supposed to have have for our church. And I believe that God will open up the door for that. See, I can't share the vision with everybody See that God has given me because you would all think I'm crazy, that you would all think I'm not. See, I, 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 can I just share just a little bit? Because God has given me so much vision for our churches. I believe, uh, here's just a small part. I believe and I want to be one of the first churches in this city that is able to give away over a million dollars to organizations and into this city. Uh, you say, well, I just, we need a million dollars as a church. Yes, we do. We sure do. But I want to be the first church that is able to give a million dollars away. And that's just a small part of what God has placed on my heart. Genesis 15, 6, and we see this, Abraham, the father of the faith, says, then the Lord took Abram outside and said to him, look up into the sky and count the stars. If you can, that's how many descendants you will have. See, isn't it interesting? He said this at the beginning. He said, he took Abram outside. What's so interesting about vision is vision is usually outside of where we are comfortable. Vision is usually outside of what seems comfortable to us. Then he goes on to say, count the stars if you can. God has a sense of humor here. If you can count the stars, look up into the sky and count the stars if you can. That is how many descendants you will have. And Abram believed the Lord and the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. See, that is how vast vision is supposed to be. That is how vast this vision is in this passage. See, what happens when vision is even unbelievable to you? 
There's no way that you can make it happen. There's no way that it can happen without God. A vast vision doesn't always need to be shared. And like I said, if I shared everything that God placed on my heart for Legacy Church and Kitchener and in Hamilton, you all would think I'm crazy. You all would think I'm nuts. But we have to be careful with even who we share our vast vision with. We can see this in the life of Joseph. Joseph in the coat of many colors. Joseph had a vision. He had a dream. And so he goes on to, uh, to tell his brothers, well, I saw in my dream that you were all bowing to me. I saw in my dream that I ruled you all. Come on, there are some people that don't understand the position that they play in the vision that God has given to you. And so what they will try to do is they will try to abort the vision that is placed inside of you. They don't understand the part that play. They don't understand, you know, what we see later on in that story, what his brothers tried to do. They tried to take him out. They tried to take him out so that this dream, so that this vision wouldn't come to pass. The problem sometimes is, is we share vision for validation, but because they didn't give it to us, they can't validate it. Can I say that again? Because we try to get validation from people, but because they didn't give us the vision, they can't validate it. See, we need to ask God for wisdom. We need to ask God for understanding of who can handle the vast vision that you've given me. Who can handle the information of this? There's a few people that I've told about the, the couple buildings that I believe we're supposed to have. There's only a few handful of people that I believe could handle the vast vision that I believe God has given us for this house. See, if God gives you a vision, don't allow anyone to kill it in seed form. See, the easiest time to try to kill something is and try to kill something that is becoming powerful is to do it in its infancy stages, is to do it before it can fight back, is to do it in those moments. See, the vision that God has given you is vast. I believe the vision that God has given you is big. Don't let anything, don't let anyone try to abort that in seed form. Don't let anyone try to, to, to convince you otherwise. If God has given you a vast vision, stand firm. Uh, be careful who you share it with because only some people can handle it. Number four is this. Vision is a verb. Vision is a verb. Your vision should have action behind it. Your vision should have action behind it. Don't just wait for God to do what you're supposed to do. Don't just wait for God. Well, God, I'm waiting for you to move. God, I'm waiting for you to open the door. God, I'm waiting for you in this moment. I've heard people say, well, I'm just waiting on God. The funny thing is those people have been waiting on God for 20 years to do something they could have did in 20 days. See, some of you are still waiting on God for uh, to, to, to do something, but he's waiting on you to move in action. Vision is a verb. With the vision he gave you, can I ask you this question? Have you done everything you can do? Have you done everything you can do with that vision that he's placed in you, that vast vision? Have you written it down first? Come on, that's step number one. Have you written it down? Is that vision vast? I wonder if God maybe is holding something back to give you an opportunity to do something he has already told you to do. Come on, he's just waiting on you to move. He's waiting on you to, to, to spring into action. See, Abraham only gets to see what God has for him because God said to get up from this place and go to a land I will show you. He didn't show him yet. He said, get up from this place and go. Get up and go. For some of us, we just need to get up and go. Some of us, God hasn't shown us yet. 
yet. He hasn't revealed us to, to us yet where we're supposed to go and what we're supposed to do, but he's shown you the next step that you're supposed to take. He had to move before he even had the visual of where he was going. What action do you need to take? What action do you need to take in this year of 2023? See, God has already given you a vision and you've been waiting for him to, to move. You've been waiting on him to do something. But what is it that you need to do? What step is it that you need to take next? Another word for action is obedience. We can understand this. He will give you a vision, but he will require your obedience. We must get a vision. We must get a vision. If you don't have a vision for 2023, if you don't have a vision for your family, if you don't have a vision for your marriage, I would encourage you to take this next time starting January uh, next week. Take this time in prayer and fasting. Don't let it pass by like you have weeks before. Don't don't skip out on, on this season that we come together as a church, that we come together in fasting and prayer. Don't miss out because I believe God wants to show you something. If you're willing, if you're willing to make it visible, if you're willing uh, to, to even see when it seems crazy, when it seems uh, vast and it seems so out of reach that you're willing to write it down and say, God, whatever you show me, I trust you in this next season. See, I think what's so interesting is we worry about everything in our life because we pray about nothing. We pray about nothing. We see that in Philippians 4, 6. It says, do not be anxious about anything. Come on, we all have a tendency to be anxious. We all have, especially through the last seasons that we've been through, we all have a, a tendency to be anxious, but it says, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. See, prayer, and I've said this many times, prayer should be our first response, not our last resort. It should be the first thing that we do. If you're going to step into a new job, pray about it. If you're going to move into a new house, you should be praying about it. If you're thinking about buying a new car, pray about it. Come on. Some of us don't even pray over our lunch. Some of us don't even pray over our dinner. So how do you expect God to reveal direction to you in this next season if you don't pray about a lot of these things? It should be our first response, not our last resort. See, when they call us with bad news, oh, come on, we begin to get down in prayer. God, you are in control. Come on, I've gotten some bad news this year. I've gotten a lot of bad news this year. There's been moments where I didn't want to pray, but I said, God, you are in control. God, you have this in control. This is in your hands. Come on, some of us, we just need to get down. We need to pray. Come on, enter this next season of prayer and fasting. Don't let it pass you by. I believe that as we enter into the presence of God, the vision that he will give us will become more clear than it ever has before. And the last one is this, vision must be valid. Vision must be valid. See, the only way you know it's valid is if it comes from God. See, did that vision come from a valid source? The vision that he gave you, did it come from a valid source? See, I've seen people spend their whole lives working a vision that didn't come from God. They're working a vision. They've put everything they had into it, working a vision hard, but it didn't come from God. They, they got everything they wanted, but they lost the community that surrounded them. They got the house that they were looking for, but they, they lost the family in the meantime. They got the house. They got, they got the thing that they were looking for, but they lost the connection that sustained them through this walk. See, I would hate for us to lose an entire year of our lives to lose something that isn't valid, that isn't from God. 
See, can I tell you something? And I've had this happen in my life. I thought I was supposed to be a pastor in Los Angeles. I thought I was supposed to start a church in Los Angeles, but I knew that God had called me to pastor. But here's the thing. I wrote it down. I did everything. It was a vast vision because as a young man in his 20s with no money to his name, you think, well, God's going to send me to Los Angeles. He's going to provide. See, I knew he wanted me to pastor. I made it visible uh, on paper. It seemed so vast to me, but the location was not valid. See, I got the pastor part right, but I didn't get the location right. And so God has placed me now in Canada. He's placed me now in Ontario, in Hamilton, in Kitchener. And I believe there's going to be many more to come that God has placed me here for this time. And so I got the part of it right, but the other half of it wasn't valid. It wasn't from God. That was my desire. I wanted to go to a sunny place with, with palm trees and with great weather. But so as we kind of wrap this up, I just want to show you this, that as we rewind back to the year of 2019, when Pastor Rachel and I stepped into uh, the senior pastor here at, in our Hamilton campus, we became the pastors and God put a word in our heart for the year of 2020. And if you remember going in, I think it was Super Bowl Sunday 2020 that God said to us and he revealed to our church that this would be a year that we would lift. That it, it wouldn't always be easy. We'd have to lift some heavy weights. See, little did we know that the uh, global pandemic was coming less than 30 days later. We didn't know that, but God challenged us. He said, we're going to lift in this year. We're going to lift in the season. We're going to have to lift up others. We're going to have to lift up our city, which we did. I believe we we, we fed over, uh, over 15,000 meals in that year to our city. As organizations began to close down, we were one of the only organizations that was open to hand out food during that season. And you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it was, like I said, close to 15,000 meals that we handed out in that year. We would have to lift our city, that we would have to lift our world in prayer, that we would have to lift our world throughout this next year, and that we would have to lift our voice. Come on, if 2020 did anything, it challenged us to lift our voice, to know what we stood on, to know what was true in our hearts, to know the Word of God. And so then that sent us into 2021, where we thought everything was done, where we thought everything was over, and that He revealed to us the Word for 2021 would be release. And we said that God is going to release everything we need for this year. We said that God is going to release a new anointing, that God is going to release uh, people, and there's going to be life change, which we saw that in 2021. But not only did we see new people, we saw a whole new family come in as we began to take over uh, and be handed over the Kitchener location. And so we, we were released a new building in Kitchener. We were released a whole new family there. We were released these people, which are now a part of our family and are watching with us today. Come on, we are one church in two cities. And so uh, God said, we're going to release people people from bondage. There's going to be freedom. Come on, we saw that happen all throughout 2021. And that uh, the last thing he said to us was that there would be a release of property. There would be a release of finances and resources that we need in order to do everything. And come on, once Kitchener came into the fray and once that became a part of the picture, that answered everything that God had showed us was going to take place in 2021, that he was going to release something new. And so we got a whole new family and we're so happy to be joined together today online. And then we, as we stepped into 2022, 
And, and can I tell you something? As God reveals these words to me and as he challenges me with these things, there's moments where I doubt, God, is this really what you want? God, is this really what, uh, what we're supposed to do in this year? Is this what you have for us? And so 2022 came and we didn't know what 2022 was going to entail, but he said, 2022, I believe that you're going to be stronger. You're going to, and, and can I say something? And I'll, I'll say it now. And I didn't say it then. I believed that we would have to go through some struggles, that we would have to go through some challenges. And we as a church went through some of the hardest times that we have ever gone through. But God has made us stronger. He said we need to be stronger in our devotion. Not only our devotion to the word of God, not only our devotion to him, but stronger to our devotion to one another and stronger in our relationships. And because of that, that we will be a stronger church. Come on. Uh, the clock has changed. The calendar is new. Come on. 2023. Here we are. I believe, yes, it wasn't easy. It wasn't a, a cakewalk. But I believe that walking into 2023, we are stronger now than we have ever been before. Yes, it's been hard. Yes, it's been challenging. But God has been with us every step of the way. And so I'm excited that as we talk about what God has given us for 2023, that I believe that it is just a, a new chapter, that it is something new. And so as I begin to pray in this last year, as I begin to pray, God put in my heart the word farther, farther. And the word farther is this. It's at or to a greater distance or a more advanced point. See, I believe that God is going to take us farther this year than we can do on our own, that he's going to take us farther in our finances. And I'm saying this because I'm saying this to you personally, that he's going to take you farther in your finances this year. For us as a church, he's going to take us farther in our finances this year. He's going to take you farther in every endeavor that you put your hand to. He's going to take our church and our vo voice, I believe, farther than ever before. I believe that all the years that the enemy stole from you will be supernaturally added back to you in this year. It'll be like they've never been stolen. You'll be able to be thrusted forward in a new way in 2023. I believe that God is going to take you and your life much farther than this year than you've ever had before, that he's going to take your family farther than he's ever had before. And it's not going to be on your own might, but it's going to be with him. Legacy Church, I believe, is, is not a church of just spectators, but I believe Legacy Church is a church of participa participants, of owners. I believe that we are supposed to reach our community and that uh, our, our, our reach will go farther this year in our community than it has ever gone before, that our, our, our reach in our cities will go farther than they ever have before, that our reach in the province will grow farther than it ever has before. And like I said, our finances will grow above and beyond. It'll go farther than they ever have before. And I believe that God will even open up creative opportunities for us to bless our city, to bless those in our community, to bless those in a greater way that he will open up the door for us to reach farther than we ever have before. But as I began to pray about this, and as I began to pray, and as he put the word farther on my heart, the only picture that I got, and he gave me a, a physical picture. The picture that I got was of an ocean. And I saw an ocean and I was sitting, it was like I was sitting on a beach, but I saw the ocean. And as I began to look, I, I was like, God, what does this mean? What does this picture of this ocean mean? And he revealed to me in that moment, he said, in order to go farther, we must go deeper. 
In order to step out farther into what I have for you, we must go deeper as a church. So God didn't give me just one word for this year. He gave me two words, that we are going to go farther, but in order to go farther, we must go deeper. And in order to must go deeper, that we're going to be able to go farther than we ever have before. I thought about this, and as I began to think about this, as a swimmer, the farther out you go, the deeper the water gets. And the deeper the water gets, sometimes the currents can get stronger. But it, it, it's the challenges of going out farther that becomes deeper and it becomes more challenging. Uh, but in that season, we have the strength that we need to maintain being able to go as far as he needs us to go. Come on, we came through 2022. We are stronger than we've ever been before, but now he's calling us to go farther. And because of that, we have to go deeper. Ephesians 3.20 says this, God can do anything you know far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. He does it not by pushing us around, but by working within us the Holy Spirit deeply and gently within us. I love the voice translation in this. It says, now to the God who can do so many awe-inspiring things, immeasurable things, things greater than we could ever ask or imagine through the power at work in us. To him be all the glory in the church and in Jesus the anointed from this generation to the next forever and ever. Amen. He showed me that in order to go farther as a church, we must go deeper, deeper in uh, the supernatural, deeper in the spiritual, that we are to go deeper, allowing the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us in that in these moments, to lead us and guide us through these next 12 months, to go deeper in our faith of Him, to go deeper, that uh, we are allowing Him to be in control of us, uh, to be in control of our situation, to be in control of the decisions that we make, that we are deeper in our faith, of him, that we are deeper in the word than we've ever been this year. I believe that we need to get deeper in the word than we've ever been this year, that we need to get deeper in our prayer life, more than we've ever been before, that you're going to start seeing more pop-up things happen in prayer this year. We just spend intentional time in prayer, that we're going to go deeper in our relationships, that we're going to go deeper in these things. I believe that 2023, that if we go deeper, that God will take us farther than we've ever gone before. And I believe that. I believe that for your house. I believe that for your family. I believe that for your job. Come on, in this next season, this is the word that I believe that God has given us for 2023, that he's going to take us farther. But in order to go farther, we must go deeper. Can I say that over the next two weeks that Pastor Rach and I will be unpacking these two words even a little bit more. So I would encourage you as we uh, come back to in-person gatherings uh, uh, in January, January the 8th or the 9th, I believe that as we come back, that we will unpack these words even more. So do not miss the next two weeks. They will be very important and impactful for what I believe God has for us for 2023. Can I pray for you today? God, we just thank you so much 
on this January 1st, on this day, or whenever anybody's watching, we thank you for what you've given us. We thank you for how you've challenged us. Uh, we thank you, Lord, that as we step into this year of 2023, that you have called us to go deeper, and that I believe that you will take us further than we've ever gone before, that you will uh, take us farther in our communities, that you will take us farther in our cities, that you will take us farther. But it's because of our dedication to go deeper in your word. It's because of our dedication to go deeper in prayer. It's because of our dedication to go deeper and be more rooted in you than we ever have before. So God, we just thank you for everything that you are doing. We thank you for who you are. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Thanks for listening. To hear more, subscribe to this podcast and connect with us on our website at lgcy.church.